All right, balls and elbows, we're back. Brand new episode, boss. What's going on? I'm still recovering from paying those debts, the the, the push ups and crap. So you did decline push ups? Yeah. How was that? It hurt. <laughs> Supposed to hurt. You need to know <laughs> baseball better. Wrestling. You beat. You said the word. So we have a special guest again. Hello, people. Mrs. Biggs is back. <laughs> Mrs. Biggs. <laughs> so this week we're going to do a little office trivia. We'd like to think that our listeners are office fans also. So you know the and if, and if you're if you're not, what's wrong with you? Yeah, stop listening to us. No, please keep listening. <laughs> no, we can't afford to listeners just because of that. The one person. That's true. So we're going to do office trivia. The winner will pick a workout for the other one like last week. And um, then Stephanie will leave us and we will do some sp- what little sports talk there is. We will do. <laughs> so she's got seven questions again. Um, if we don't know a question, she has a multiple choice option. And yeah, that's about it. We'll see how this goes. You ready? All right. All right. Question one. What does Michael burn his foot on? Big boss. Oh, Biggs was just a little faster. George ah, Foreman grill. George Foreman was... grill. And he, what was, why? What was he cooking? His foot. The bacon. <laughs> bacon. <laughs> because he likes waking up to the smell of bacon. To the smell of bacon. So sue So me. sue him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Okay, wait. I did have a question. I wanted to know what your guys' favorite characters were. I should have started Michael, for that. sure. Jim. Oh... Michael Jim Dwight probably. I, yeah, that's about the same for me. They're so funny together. <laughs> but Here's there are some episodes where I like Dwight more than huh? Jim, and I like Michael so more than stupid. Dwight. Yeah. Dwight's so dumb. He's funny. <laughs> what do you like, Mrs. Biggs? Uh, I, Angela. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> And Pam, of course. Yeah, we're trying to get her on the podcast, so. Yeah. Jenna Fisher. Yeah, she's she's still thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Question two. Okay, question number two. According to Dwight, people who can't farm farm blank. Interesting. Stopped us. People who can't farm. I searched difficult questions again. Say the question again. According to Dwight, people who can't farm, farm blank. It's a type of food. <laughs> That's your hint. People who can't farm, farm. He farms beef. Uh, Interesting. You want the multiple choice? Uh, yeah. Okay. Beets, celery, tomatoes, potatoes. But what was it? Beets, celery, tomatoes, tomatoes and, and tomatoes and potatoes. Yes, I'll take tomatoes. You are incorrect. Ah, potato shot. You are incorrect. <laughs> celery. Yes. Oh, well, you can't be beets. That's what he farms. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, so we got a wow. Tied game here, one one. Okay, number three. Creed has a second passport to which country? <laughs> wow. 
Guys. Riley, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I want to say Hong Kong. Do you want to say it? Yeah, I do want to say it. Okay, well, you're wrong. <laughs> okay, I said it. <laughs> Second passport to... Is this multiple choice option? I can give you multiple choice. Hmm. Do you want to guess a country? Canada. You're wrong. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, the options are Sweden, Switzerland, the Netherlands, Argentina. Argentina. You're wrong. <laughs> Sweden. You're wrong. Oh my Netherlands. God. You're wrong. This is embarrassing. Where'd you get these questions? He said the Netherlands. You remember the last Switzerland. one? There we go. Yes. <laughs> I promise we watch the show. It's guys, Jenna's not going to come on now. Because... All. It's all riding on this. This is the reason why she's not coming on. <laughs> Their knowledge is embarrassing. The old, this is the only reason. It's got to be. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we got to redeem ourselves, Biggs. Come on. All right. This one I feel like you could get. What was the first prank Jim ever pulled on Dwight? Biggs. Yes. Yep. Stapler and Jello. Yes. Good job. Did you know? Yeah, I knew. Okay. But, yeah, you, you 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 definitely said it before I did, so I was like, ah, I'm not even going to try to interrupt you and, and steal it. So the score is Biggs has three, Boss has one. Not getting shut out. It's number five. Multiple <laughs> choice, so just wait till you hear the answers. <laughs> Which of these items was not in the teapot Jim gave to Pam um, for Secret Santa? Not to the you know I had to add this because I yeah I cried. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> teapot. What? Or which item was not in the teapot? A yearbook photo? Hot sauce packet? A movie ticket stub? Boss. Yes? Movie ticket stub. You are correct. She said wait until you read the answer. Oh, I'm sure. not following the rules anymore. <laughs> dang it. <laughs> okay. What was the last one? Little pencil? Mini golf pencil. Oh, man. He knew that one. <laughs> okay, number six. Just shout it out when you know it. What has to be involved in math for Kevin to be able to do it? <laughs> what has to be involved in math for Kevin to be able to do it? Type of food. M&M's? No. That was a good guess. Skills. No. <laughs> I don't know. I need a multiple Pizza? Pizza? I think... Um, but food. I think I'll try to give you a hint. I think this is when they're on, like, that bus thing. Oh, cake. Does that help? <laughs> or pies. <laughs> pies, pies, you're right. That's what it was. I, I couldn't remember between those two. I'm like, ah, cake, pies, that. Okay. okay, guys, it all comes down to the last question. Oh. Whoa. I'm so nervous. <laughs> this is getting tense. It's super intense. Question number seven, and I will give bonus points. This is a two-parter, so. What does that mean? You have to get both parts. You, you have to get both parts, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> <We're winging it. laughs> What's happening? She fits right in. Uh, okay. Which. Which characters speaks the first line of the series and which character delivers the final line? Biggs. Yes. First line is... First line is Michael. Okay. 
last line is oh, Dwight. No. Ah. Ross, you know the last line? Who delivers uh, the last line? I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Jim. No. Last line. Who was the last line? Pam? It's Pam. Well crap, we gotta So we split that one. Do you have extra questions? <laughs> No, wait, okay, do you, do, do either of you know the first or the last lines? I don't. Nope. For Michael, the first line is, Jim, your quarterlies look very good. How are things going at the library? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last line that Pam says is, there's a lot of beauty in ordinary things. Isn't that kind of the point? Um, I can do a tiebreaker. Okay, tiebreaker. All right. Now it's going to be easy. <laughs> <laughs> where where did Jim propose to Pam? Biggs. At the gas station. Oh, Biggs. <laughs> gas station. Yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry, boss. Okay. Now, even though I said the answer first, you definitely got that because you <laughs> rang in correctly. So what are we going to make Boss do this week? Boss is going to do 50 skull crushers, each arm. Oh, man. (laughs) Is that okay? Okay, I'll get get the two and a half pound dumbbells. There you go. (laughs) Two nothing. Next week we'll do baseball. Then you'll probably beat me in that one. Oh, I have such a hatred for baseball right now. <laughs> Don't get started. Uh-oh. Oh, Josh, get the sensor button ready. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let me take a short break. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whenever Dwight finds out that, you know, Jim got a promotion or whatever, or that Jim's back. No! <laughs> That's how I feel towards baseball right now. All right, well, you go take a quick ice bath, and we'll meet back. I'm in my car. In one minute. <laughs> no, but tell me your car. <laughs> All right, thank you, Mrs. Biggs. Successful. You're welcome. Thank you for feeding me the answers. Bye, everybody. <laughs> and we'll be right back. Yeah. Off the show. We're back. Biggs is 2-0. The office questions got me. I don't do not remember those, some of those. Yeah, you gave me a heads up of them being office questions. I have my mind totally like prepared for other kind of questions, like how many episodes and stuff like that. Oh. And I was like, oh, geez, okay. Um, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I haven't actually watched the show in like, oh, probably about a year. Yeah. So other than other than the Office Ladies podcast, I really haven't had much Office exposure lately. So, good match. Boss will be paying up with some uh, skull crushers this week. I don't want to. So yeah, good little <laughs> trivia match. I think we'll maybe do baseball next week. So <laughs> give, you, give you that no. hand. Ah. The sport that shall not be. That's named. a trigger. That's a trigger for him. He yeah. takes off. Do you want to vent or anything? Do you, do we have the money for a sensor button? 
We're limited on sponsors. <laughs> My head just have you like just all of a sudden go. Just call forward. Okay. So something. I don't. Know. My goodness, how many times? Like, how badly are they going to screw this stupid thing up? Yeah. Like. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. So first off, what's really not helping is the fact that I, I've I've been following quite a few uh, players like uh, I think like Trevor Bauer and Max Scherzer and Jack Flaherty. You know, I mean, he's my pitcher. You know, he's Cardinals ace and stuff like that. So I've been getting it from their side, which I totally understand is a very biased opinion. But the owners aren't saying anything. So it's like, okay, what do you want the public to think about this whole thing? If you're not coming out and actually saying anything from your side, then of course everybody's going to be for the players, and the players very obviously are very ticked off at the owners right now, so the fans are going to be that way too. Right. And then you got the commissioner, who basically lacks any kind of spine whatsoever, (laughs) saying a few days ago, oh, I guarantee there's going to be baseball, and then today, oh, I'm not so sure there's going to be baseball. Like, well, dude, you're the freaking commissioner, man. Take control of this stupid thing. Like, you are in your position for a reason. <laughs> Show some freaking leadership, man. <laughs> I'm trying really hard to be clean here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw Rizzo retweet something about some uh, MLB players coming down with Corona this week. He said, "Good timing." But- and then we got that. And then we got that stupid thing. You know what? To be honest, we're gonna have a second wave no matter what. So why not just go ahead and get it done with? Yep. Open everything up. If you're susceptible to the sickness, then don't go out. Everybody else, go live life because life doesn't pause because there's a sickness. Okay. Yep. There's the flu every year. Yeah, I mean NASCAR's doing pretty good right now. They're kind of uh, they're kind of taking advantage of the situation and they are killing it. And then you got MLS that's coming back. You got the Women's Professional Soccer League that's coming back pretty soon, which I know, I mean, those aren't like extremely huge draws on TV, but it's still professional sports that are coming back. You got hockey that's got a plan in place. You got basketball that's at least discussing things, and they've got a date set for whenever they're going to start back up. So they've at least got things going. Mm -hmm. And then you got baseball sitting here whining about stupid payments between billionaires and billionaires. Like, you know what, to be honest? The fans don't care. And the players have very obviously said that they want to freaking play. So then play the game. <laughs> he is hot tonight, folks. Well, yeah, because Manfred sucks, man. Like, <laughs> he wants to change the game so freaking much. And I've never seen a commissioner care so less about a sport that he claims to care about. Like, he, he doesn't care about it at all. And if he does care about it, he has a very terrible way of showing it. Like, dude, seriously, get something going. Crap or get off the pot, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Make a ruling, get these games going, or move out of the way and have a commissioner come in that can actually get stuff done. Yep. And be a commissioner that the players can respect. And that can work with the owners. Believe it or not, that is actually possible. Now, is it difficult? Yes, by all means. But that's why you're in that position. And that's why you get paid the money that you get paid. Because it is a tough job, but it can be done. (laughs) 
So anyway, right now, I think a great uh, selling tool would be a uh, Manifred punching bag. <laughs> I think that that would sell like hotcakes. <laughs> Just putting all the dugouts. Oh, geez, that'd be great batting practice. <laughs> <laughs> They're having their meetings. They tonight. would no longer be attacking the Gatorade coolers. They would be attacking that thing. <laughs> yeah. They're having that commissioner special tonight on ESPN. Is Manfred a yeah, part of and that? Man- yeah, Manfred's going to be on that, which is an absolute joke because his sport's not coming back. <laughs> there you go. And unless Carl Ravage is the one interviewing him, I don't give a crap what he has to say because Ravage actually took him to the cleaners there. He actually held him to the spot. And to the point where Manfred was like, well, I don't want to get into discussing numbers. Well, I mean, that's what this whole freaking thing is about. So if you don't want to be discussing numbers, then why do you go on ESPN to do an interview? Baseball literally is numbers. <laughs> you got a ridiculous amount of stats. You got all kinds of contracts that are about a certain number of years of money being paid for a certain amount of games. And then you go on there as the commissioner of baseball, and you say that you don't want to get into the specific numbers. Like, okay, then what? Do you want us to ask you what your favorite color is? <laughs> like, what do you expect? <laughs> that trivia loss really fired you up. Oh, no, I was already fired up because of that stupid commissioner. <laughs> Buster only said... It, it, just, it just blows my mind. It just blows my mind. All other sports, or most of the other sports are finding ways to come back, and they're coming back soon, but baseball is literally sitting there with their thumbs up their backsides. <laughs> Not doing a thing except bickering back and forth like a bunch of spoiled little babies. And they need a commissioner to come and act like a dad. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't have that. We don't have that father figure commissioner. Buster. I actually wish we had Bud Selig. <laughs> there you go. Buster only said it's like a house is on fire and they're fighting over who gets to uh, turn the hose on. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty good. They're so dumb. Let's get baseball going. Uh, so I feel pretty good now. How about you? <laughs> that's How you fun doing? to listen to. I kept it clean. Yeah, you did. Good job. We don't have to spend money on yeah. anything right now. Woo! Um, let's see. Get an award. So where do we start? I um, did you have you catch any of the highlights of Backlash? I'm sure you probably didn't watch it since. It's... No, actually, I did, did watch you? it. Yeah, I. I mean, I, I probably watched about ninety percent of it. So yeah, I mean, um, I didn't catch much. I caught I caught the Edge and Randy Orton match, but. Um, I was I flipped over to the long gone summer the Sosa McGuire thirty for thirty. Yeah. Did you hear anything about this? People don't like it, but uh, well, I heard people saying that was basically a Mark McGuire documentary with Sammy Sosa being featured in it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it seemed like that. Other than that, I, I I didn't hear much about it. Um. Yeah. Let's go over backlash. Any takeaways? What was your favorite? I'm guessing probably Edge and Orton. Yeah, that was my favorite. Definitely. Apollo beat Andrade to kick off the show via pinfall. Then you had... I did not see any of that match. No. 
I didn't. I didn't watch any of the kickoff show. So it's weird that they still have a kickoff show. What's the point? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> the women's tag team championship match: Bailey and Sasha retained, beating Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss in the Iconics. Uh, yeah. For for a triple threat tag team match, that actually was not too bad of a match. I mean, that's a lot of parts going at once. They did a pretty decent job of still telling a story and keeping it, it still kept uh Sasha and Bailey looking strong, which I mean, you know, they won, so obviously they look strong. But it also still kept the other two looking the other two teams looking pretty good too. So it, it wasn't too bad. Seamus beat Jeff Hardy. Fresh off getting urine thrown in his face. I didn't see much of that match. I didn't really. I wasn't too drawn into that. Oscar beat Nia Jax. Ended in a double countout, though. That was a weird ending. I. What happened? I just. I don't know. Like, I caught about half of that match, and so I don't remember how they ended up spilling to the outside. Um, but basically it ended with, you know, they were like locked up with each other and, uh, Oscar hit a spinning heel kick on, on Naya. And right whenever she landed the kick, the ref counted 10 and then she slid in and, you know, so, I mean, obviously a double count out and, you know, whatever, but then Oscar goes to the outside and then does like a flying, oh, what was it? I can't remember if it's like a flying clothesline or a flying like crossbody or something like that. But basically, she jumps on Naya, and it was it was hard to tell what was the point of the match. So gotcha. I guess in that aspect, it makes sense as to why they're having a rematch tonight on Raw. But at the same time, they do this rematch so much that it has no interest whatsoever. Yeah. That's yeah, getting old. Yeah. Universal Championship, Braun retained against Miz and Morrison. I mean, who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Braun stays strong. Doesn't hurt Miz and Morrison. I mean, <clears throat> the guy should act like a yeah. beast. Yeah, I, I, I didn't care too much for that match either. I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. Drew ret- I wouldn't mind to see I wouldn't mind <clears throat> to see Miz and Morrison break up and have a, a strong feud. Yeah, that'd probably be really good. And they kind of hinted at that a little bit during the match, but not very much. So, I don't know. Maybe they're dropping seeds a little bit to see if that happens. But Drew McIntyre retaining against Bobby Lashley. That was actually not too bad of a match, to be honest. I kind of expected it to be a little bit blah. The ending was very anticlimactic. Do you think... Overall, it was still a relatively decent match. Do you think the championship should be the main event always or most of the no. time? You don't think so? No, I think the most intriguing storyline should be the main event. Interesting. That's not, and that's not always the last match. That's true. Like, I mean, there was WrestleManias where the main event was, oh, I can't remember, the one was LP and Bam Bam. Yeah. Like, Bruce Pritchard's even said this. Like, the main event was actually the match before that. That was just the uh, the crowd um, 
the crowd getter match. You know, like the draw them in match. Kind of like Hogan and Rock should have been the main event. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they brought that crowd all the way up and then had to bring them back down for the rest of the show. Can't imagine. <laughs> but Bully Ray feels pretty strongly about that. That the title should always go on last. But I mean, you would think that that would be the most intriguing storyline, though. You would think. And and so, in in a sense, it should be. But if it's not the best storyline that they've got going on, then that's something that they screwed up weeks before. Yeah. And so you shouldn't try to force that as the main event if people don't care about it as much as they care about something else. True. So I, mean, I don't Drew know, and Bobby. Again, I'm, I'm an outsider, you know. I'm an outsider looking in, and, and Bubba Ray obviously knows the business way better than I do. So yeah. <laughs> he knows Drew, now Drew and Bobby. And I don't care if they're the main event. Bobby Lashley in the main event. Yeah, but I will say MVP made it more interesting. He did a good job as a manager on the outside. Did he? Can you bring back yeah. these, I mean, legends and stuff? I mean, it's kind of hard to – Edge and Randy Orton should be the main event. It's got the biggest, yeah, they, biggest build. And they told a fantastic story, man. Yeah. <laughs> like that was – it was not the greatest wrestling match. But it was a very, very good one. It was very good. Before we get there, we had the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders, which I thought was weird. I don't even, I don't even count that as a match. That was man. the weirdest thing I've ever seen. What the heck was that? <laughs> Some kind of Ninja Turtles type crap. I don't know what. I don't know what. What is what? That's... <sighs> I'm so stupid. I don't... Tell... That was like. That was like comparable to back whenever like the Katie Vick storyline happened. Yeah. Like that was the most weird, awkward, what the crap am I watching thing. Wasting some real talent. Yeah. <laughs> so we finished it off. Yeah, with the greatest wrestling match ever. I like what they did just to make it seem like they just pulled everything together with the MSG microphone and Charles Robinson. Yeah, that was, was in the, cool. He was in the old ref outfit and Howard Finkel was announcing all the finishing that, moves. Yeah. Yeah. I did I did appreciate that. Like like I said, they told a great story. It was it was and, different seeing all the different yeah. finishers and stuff. But uh whatever side but this you is. know you know what this means though? They have to have a rubber match. Well did you hear what happened tonight? Oh did you because Edge tore well, yeah. his tricep last night. Yeah, Edge tore his tricep, but I mean that still gives him enough time to rest up and prepare for a rubber match at either, say, like I don't know, maybe Survivor Series, probably at the earliest, or possibly next year's Royal Rumble. When you hear what? or WrestleMania? Did you see what Orton did tonight on Raw? I have not seen it. He challenged Christian. Good. I called it. Christian, Let's come back. Do this thing, man. They had one of the greatest rivalries the last 10 to 15 years, man. Their, their feud was awesome. I wonder if Christian comes back. I'm not even sure why he stopped wrestling. I think maybe because he's back. But uh, Yeah, it was some kind of injury-related something. I can't remember. I know he's talked about it on, his, on the, the ENC pot of awesomeness before. Man, I hope they're both back. But... Start tag team again, too. Ed and Christian, five-second pose. 
Oh man, <laughs> that would be perfect for them to do right now with very little audience. Yeah, <laughs> just no one, there. just NXT for stars. You, <laughs> for those of you with the benefit of flash photography, <laughs> awesome stuff. Loved, so. it. loved. Yeah, it. they went like I think forty-four minutes last night. <laughs> Two guys that are and, forty plus. <laughs> Amazing, and it and it there and it was not boring. Yeah. It was a very good match. It was, a good it match. was fantastic. Yeah. So that's where we're at there. Edge has torn his tricep, and Christian has been challenged. So I don't know. I like it. Yeah. See where we go from here. Um, they got Extreme Rules, I think, in a month, in the middle of July. What else is coming up? I don't know. Yeah, um, wrestling. I don't, I don't know. I started watching the part four of the Undertaker's documentary, which is just amazing. Yeah, I haven't seen any of that. I've seen some pretty good gifts from it, but I haven't seen. Any <laughs> yeah, of that. I did too. <laughs> I need to watch that. Or to the part when he had that uh, tag team with Kane and Triple H and Sean, and then the match with Goldberg, which were both disasters. Yeah. So good stuff. I'm trying to finish the McGuire Sosa documentary and the Undertakers. Um, what else you got sports wise? Not much going on. What What would you do right now to kind of spark uh, WWE a little bit? Like, what kind, if you could come up with a storyline or a or a way to make a current storyline better? What would you do? Hmm. I would make MVP Apollo Cruz's manager. Interesting. <laughs> Put him in a feud with uh, who can he face? Super muscular. He can flip. Do all the crazy stuff. Bobby Lashley. Uh, no, I'm tired of Bobby no. Lashley. I don't know. Yeah. Who would I, I want to see Edge face somebody else. AJ Styles or something. That would be pretty good. Edge and AJ. If Undertaker was to come back for like one more storyline, who who could he face on the current roster? Oh, I know who I'd love to see him face. Um, Alistair Black. Mm. I think you said that before. Yeah, the entrances would be sick alone. Yeah the the entrances would be awesome. You could have some very crazy, outlandish kind of storylines because they both have that that you know that mystical kind of dark approach side to their, yeah. their character to where you could just throw out the, like the craziest idea and it would work you know like maybe they should have some kind of like a uh what if the undertaker and the fiend come you know teamed up undertaker as and like fiend. a like a dark side tag team that is dark <laughs> Just put like Alistair, Alistair Black and maybe uh, Karrion Cross. Oh, yeah, that guy freaks me out. Cut <laughs> the monster. Now, I will say, I think that Cross needs to stay in NXT for a while, not because he's not worthy of being in the main event or on the main roster, but because if he went to the main roster, he would get drowned out so quickly. Yeah, and he would get flushed yeah. and basically be wasted. A lot like the War Raiders. Yeah, I'm calling them the freaking War Raiders. <laughs> you don't like the Vikings? I'm okay. 
Well, I mean, the Viking prophets. That was weird. <laughs> Should have been the Street Vikings. That would have been pretty cool. Actually. <laughs> yeah, like that. Wow, talk about swinging a miss, man! <laughs> I thought that immediately when they made Viking <laughs> prophets. Like, or the Street Raiders, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he would definitely get lost. He could be a star in NXT. Yeah, and he could he could be the next thing that carries that brand. You know, because I mean, Adam Cole is doing a great job as the champion, but there is a bit of him that's kind of getting stale because he's been champion for so long. So, Karrion Cross could be that next like breath of fresh air, you know, to kind of revitalize if it's necessary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like NXT is still pretty strong right now. But if it gets to a point of where it's okay, it's starting to die off a little bit, then okay, boom. Put it on him, have him do something crazy. And the Scarlet Bordeaux, she's like crazy talented. Yeah. Like I've seen some of her stuff like before they came to NXT. And I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> She kind of scares me a little bit with the stuff that she can do. So you could easily have her dominate the women's division or have her own storyline, you know. It'd be good stuff. Heck yeah. All right. We... But, but if I if I had to do my own, uh, if I had to add something to a storyline, I, en- I enjoy this... Uh, Trio of matches basically that they're going to have to have with Edge and Randy. You know, Edge won the first one and a pretty good match for the last man standing match. Randy won the second one in a very, in, in an even better match. <laughs> so if one of them at some point were to, I would say, like accidentally win a title, and I say accidentally, so like, Oh, I don't know. Say they were thrown. One of them was thrown into a feud that was like a triple threat kind of situation, and they won a title for either the WWE Championship or the Universal Championship, whatever it may be. And they just happened to win by, I don't, kind of like uh, Otis whenever he won the Money in the Bank. Like two people going up to the top of the ladder, fighting for the belt. It falls and. Randy or Edge happens to catch it or whatever. And then have that be worked into that final third match where not only are they fighting for bragging rights, but they're fighting for a championship at WrestleMania or something like that. Yeah. Just make it a long build. Yeah. build Build it up like crazy. Have crazy circumstances all of a sudden happen that just happens to make it even more meaningful. Yeah, and uh, you know, him challenging Christian. I mean, that may be a. That's a pretty good. That yeah, I I like that move actually. I don't know how long a tricep surgery recovery takes, but Christian can hold him over in the meantime. I guess I don't know. As long as he doesn't get hurt, I'm pretty pumped. I want to see Christian. <laughs> I mean, he kind of retired before I was really a fan, so. Christian was really good. Christian was very much, uh, he was unfortunately overshadowed by Edge, obviously. Yeah. But at the same time, Edge wouldn't be who he was without Christian. I mean, it's kind of like Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen kind of thing, you know? 
need that second, um, that number two. Yeah, and and there's a reason why Christian was pretty good in TNA. He got traded for Ric Flair. I mean, come on. Yeah, and, and he actually he carried TNA for a little bit. Like it, it did okay. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was pretty much a dying brand before he got in there, but he at least made it last a little bit longer. Should be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he should be a Hall of Famer. Tonight, uh, Rey Mysterio's son showed up and confronted Seth Rollins. So I don't know if they're building something with those two. After he kind of retired Ray, and then is Dominic going to come and wrestle on Raw? <laughs> With Seth Rollins, I'm kind of tired of Dominic. Uh... <laughs> uh oh. I mean, maybe that will change once I once I actually see him do a an actual match. I haven't seen him actually wrestle a match. I've seen him do some moves, you know, as like a run in and stuff like that. But there's not really much saying to me that he's a wrestler. Yeah. You know, so I just I don't buy the whole thing right now, and to be going against Seth Rollins, who let's be honest, that's a future Hall of Famer right there, for sure. I mean, that just is kind of like, I mean, it's almost as if I was going against Seth Rollins. I mean, come on, <laughs> <laughs> I don't stand a chance against him. I'll admit it. <laughs> Ric Flair's also on Raw tonight. I'm not sure why. Uh, he's probably gonna get RKO'd. Wow, for no reason. I would just—he would just die. Rick is too old <laughs> to be taking RKO's. <laughs> All right, should we talk? And some... Rick's dead. <laughs> <laughs> should we talk some WrestleManias? Yeah, I actually—I haven't watched hardly any of those lately. I've been trying to wait for us to catch up a little bit before I move on anymore. Yeah. So I've been trying to catch up on NXTs and stuff like that. So we left off after WrestleMania 14, uh, 98. Attitude Era was really taken off. So this is 1999, March 28th. WrestleMania 15. There was 19,514 people there. The first Union Center in Philly. Musical guest was Boys to Men. <laughs> so they're here. Oh man! Good group. The, the Fink was ring announcing. Uh, announcing, we got Jerry the King Lawler, Michael Cole, and Jim Ross. So Michael Cole, his first WrestleMania, twenty-one years ago. Yeah, I completely forgot that he started that early. Like I, I always think of him as the analyst, you know, backstage at Raw yeah. and stuff like that. But I forgot that he was at. Yeah, the goatee commentary. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about looking like Sugar Ray? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're trying to be trendy, man, but... It's not okay. cute. Sure. We all had those looks. I didn't. Hey. I had a beard back then. <laughs> <laughs> what year was, what you year was that? 10 years old, I don't know. I was 10 years old and I had an awesome yeah. beard. Sick. No, 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 I was 14. Oh, okay, that makes sense then. Yeah. So, I had a massive beard. Wow. Some of the matches was... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Kane beat Braun Strowman style. Yeah, uh, that's impressive. Kane beat Triple H. <laughs> the Big Red Machine beat Triple H by DQ. Mankind beat the Big Show by DQ, and the winner got to referee the main event. I don't remember that stipulation. Interesting. Do you remember that? No, I don't. I don't remember much of that. Mankind Big Show. 
Triple threat match for the Hardcore Championship. Hardcore Holly beat Billy Gunn and El Snow to become the new champion. Oh, man. I miss that. Like, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of like the crazy violence kind of stuff, you know? I mean, as a kid, I was. But, <laughs> you know, now that I've grown up and stuff, I'm like, you know, I kind of don't. If there's a story to it, then great. But, but man, those guys, I miss watching those. Yeah, uh, hardcore Holly, Al Snow with uh, his music cracked me up every time. What does everybody want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, good workers. None of them are Hall of Famers. Probably. Well, Billy Gunn's in with the DX, but I mean, just I, he should be in multiple times. I mean, you think Billy should? He, yeah, people forget about how good the Smoking Guns were. Yeah, I mean, how many times did they have the title? If you're just basing your argument just on how many title reigns they had, they were in double digits by themselves. Nobody ever hears about Bart Gunn anymore. No, he's still knocked out from Brawl for All. We'll get into that. Uh, still knocked him out. Yeah. The World Tag Team Championship match, Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett were the champions with Deborah. They beat D'Lo Brown and Test with Ivory. Interesting. So much going on there. Yeah, a lot. D'Lo and Test with Ivory. Okay. And then they had the Brawl for All Championship, which we just talked about, Butter being knocked out, Bart Gunn. <laughs> Pretty embarrassing. Such a bad idea. Yeah. Bart beat all these other wrestlers in a boxing match and then loses to an actual boxer. Butterbean knocked his head off. But, I mean, Butterbean is a pretty, like, especially back then, he was a pretty well-known, high-ranking boxer. Yeah. With a, a really strong career. So, I mean, it's not, it wasn't just like some Joe Schmo True. <laughs> yeah. boxer that just started training the past month or anything. He was like, I'm not going to get in trouble if I actually hurt this guy. I'm like, no, no, no. No, no, sure. Knocked no. his face off. Okay, I warned you. <laughs> Bart was supposed to get a push after the brawl for all. and Kind of didn't hear from him again. Nope. <laughs> Poor guy. How do you push that? Stupidest idea ever. <laughs> Four corners elimination match for the Intercontinental Championship. Road Dog, who was the champion, beat Ken Shamrock, Goldust with Blue Meanie. I don't. Nah. Know, I don't remember Meanie being there in '99. He's still going. Is he really? Yeah, I follow he, him on Twitter, it, on, but on independent scenes, I've seen him still doing some matches and stuff, and he's still going as the Blue Meanie. I'm like, oh, good grief, dude, make that money. Keep going, man. Um, then Ryan Shamrock, Blue Meanie, Ryan Shamrock, and Val Venus. Wow. Yeah. That was a weird storyline with Ken Shamrock's sister. Yeah. Or quote unquote sister, you know. So who is believing that Road Dog beat Ken Shamrock? <laughs> <laughs> oh, or you that didn't the Blue know? would have a chance. <laughs> Blue Meanie. Where's JBL? <laughs> Anyways, the, Gotta get him on the card. women's championship match, Sable, the champion, beat Tori. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it is what it is. European championship match, Shane McMahon was the champ with Test beating Xbox. They had a good little feud. 21 years ago, Shane McMahon was the champ, the European champ. That's crazy. I think he's about 50 now, so, jeez. That was before he bought WCW. So I, I saw something on Twitter 
and this is kind of like kind of a a sidebar here, but it won't take long. Um, somebody posted a picture of when Shane McMahon took that bump, you know, from SummerSlam, whenever he fell off that really high scaffolding mm-hmm. uh, against uh, Steve Blackman. Yeah. Well, they took – it was from an angle I've never seen before. And it was uh, – Shane was already – had just come off of the, the scaffolding. So he was up high but in midair. But you can see the crowd behind him. And I noticed – I was like, man, you know that this is a good spot and it's something that draws everybody in because even all of the security guards in the crowd – are turned watching Shane fall. <laughs> They're supposed to be watching the crowd, making sure nothing crazy happens. They're watching the match. Yeah. Well, I never noticed that before. I've never seen that picture. Every single security guard is turned around <laughs> watching the match. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of that. That's how good yeah, the match was. was a, I think it was a 90s WWE or something like that 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 tweeted that. So you should go check it out. That's a pretty good photo. So then we had the Hell in a Cell match. Undertaker with Paul Bear beat the big boss man. Oh my gosh, that was so like bad, bad ideas. (laughs) So many bad ideas in one. Yeah. (laughs) And the whole time I'm watching the episode, I'm watching that match. I'm thinking of Bruce Pritchard. It's a symbol. It's it's a sample, because <laughs> that is what the announcers sound like whenever Big Boss Man gets hung at the end. Yeah, <laughs> it's a sample. So bad. And he's back the next night on Raw. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> so we had the main event WrestleMania 15 with Stone Cold beating The Rock, who was the champ, to become the new champ. So Stone Cold's on top, leaving WrestleMania 15. Mankind was the ref. Not bad. Not a bad no, show. No, no, it really wasn't. So we move on to WrestleMania I, 2000. Are you going to say something? I was going to say, I don't remember too much of that 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 main event. But that's kind of because the match before it was so bad that you can't not forget that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Pretty much. So WrestleMania 2000. Couldn't call it WrestleMania 16. WrestleMania nope. 2000. It was at era. Everything's about the new millennium. Arrowhead Pond in Anaheim, California, April 2nd, 2000. 18,742 people that were there. Uh, Fink was the ring announcer. Terry the King Lawler and JR were the announcers that kicked Michael Cole out. <laughs> <laughs> Get your goatee out of here. <laughs> yeah. Some of the matches uh, Kane with Paul Bear this year and Rikishi beat DX with X Pac and Road Dog with Tori. Interesting. I don't remember Tori being with yeah. DX, but. You don't? Okay. No. That's the only way that I remember her, actually. Really? Yeah, like... So, I mean, my memory has, has changed a little bit because, you know, I've gone back and watched past things, so I'm refreshed on, you know, how, she's, how she came in and how she started. And so I completely forget that she originally started in basically a big one-piece bodysuit weird cat thing. That made no sense whatsoever. But after a few matches of doing that, then I remember, yeah, she went to DX and she was with DX for a little while. She was a pretty good 
counterpart to China. Gotcha. Or whenever China wasn't there. TNA, uh, Tastin Albert with Trish Stratus. This was, this was, <laughs> of course. Was this Trish's first WrestleMania? Was this her? I thought she came in. Yeah, that'd be her first one. Really? 2000? Maybe Alice Snow and Steve Blackman. Well, she may have came in 98, but she, she was on WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Albert is now you know, Matt Bloom, the head trainer at the Performance Center. Yep. TNA, big hairy guy. He's a very hairy guy. Test gone too soon. Yep. Godfather and D'Lo Brown beat the Big Boss Man and Bull Buchanan. So part of the nation beating Big Boss Man and Bull Buchanan. I don't know much about Bull Buchanan. I think he may have passed away too. Really? Big Boss Man's gone? So. Yeah, Big Boss Man's gone. Like the half that match is gone, I think. Man. Um, but I, I'm going to go ahead and say I think D'Lo Brown is like hardcore underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Just for the the head bob alone, he's underrated. The way that he would come to the ring with all that swagger and just be like, I hurt my neck to see that. I don't know how you don't break your neck. I don't know how he doesn't crack it every single time. It's like, dude, how do you not have a bobblehead and capitalize on that and be selling bobbleheads of him like crazy? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We had a 13 man battle royal for the Hardcore Championship. So Hardcore Holly won this one too. Back to back WrestleManias. That was a bad idea. He beat Crash Holly, Taz, Taz's first WrestleMania, Gangrel, Pete Gas, Joey Abs, Rodney. So all of the what's their names? Guys from Greenwich. The Mean Street Mean Posse. Street Posse. Yeah. yeah. Viscera, Thrasher, Mosh, Taki, Taki Michinoku, <laughs> Taki Michinoku, Taki Michinoku. It spelled like take, so that threw me off. Funaki and Farouk. He's got a name moved after, or mo- no, a name, name moved after him. A move <laughs> named after him. Yeah, the Michinoku driver. Kind of looks like a the the Falcon Arrow, I think. Um, but anyway, Taka was pretty good. Sidebar: uh, Big Show showed up tonight on Raw as one of the Viking Raiders. Okay. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> okay. So, so Bruce Pritchard is now in charge of Raw and SmackDown, right? Uh, yeah. Like his story. Yep. Storyline stuff. Paul Heyman's gone. Yeah, I really hope that some of this stuff is more or less like, "Hey, we're just gonna let this storyline run out." Yeah. Before Bruce takes over, because uh, Bruce, dude, what are you doing? If this is you, what are you doing? Shame, shame. <laughs> what happened to Brock Lesnar? I've seen him since WrestleMania. Oh, uh, nobody notices if he's champion. Or he's not. enjoying his money. <laughs> he puts in just as much work when he is champion and when he's not. That's right. I'm calling you out, Brock. <laughs> so then we had a cat fight match. <laughs> Terry Runnels with Fabulous Moolah beat Cat with Mae Young. And Val Venus was a special guest referee. Of course he was. Of course. Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. Hello. <laughs> You know when the big Valboski. Uh... I don't know. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's, that's very good. Uh, we had a six-person tag team match. Too cool. Grandmaster Sexay and Scotty Too Hotty <laughs> and China beat the Radicals. Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, and Perry Saturn. Why wouldn't they? 
That was the Radicals first WrestleMania. I think it was Too Cool's first too, also, wasn't it? Uh, I think so, yeah. And then we had a, let me see where we at, triple threat match for the Intercontinental and European Championship. Kurt Angle. Uh, I, I, do want, I do want to say that that six-man tag match was very entertaining to watch. I remember that. It sounds like it would And be. mostly it was because of Eddie Guerrero, which is not a shocker. Yeah. Decent. But this was whenever they were kind of starting that whole Eddie and China flirting with each other, kind of, you know, but not really because – you know, China's trying to reject him, and Eddie is just cracking me up the whole time during the match. He, it, it's amazing how good he was, and honestly, I think that we were pretty spoiled to get to watch him basically in his prime. Yep. You think? And it's... then you got Dean Malenko, who's really good too. Like, I mean, and was Chris Benoit part of that one, or was that? No, that was Perry. That was Perry. Okay, Chris Benoit, I think, is later in the in the pay per view. Yeah, if I remember. You think Eddie would but... still be wrestling if he was still alive? Oh, without a doubt. I think he's loves he'd it so much. He'd be involved in the show. He'd be involved in the show one way or another. I mean, I Ray's be... still going. They could still have a feud in twenty twenty. And it would be entertaining as crap, man. Yeah, it sucks, man. They, he could tell such a good story. Yeah. Like, man, oh, man. And even by the time he got to WWE, he still was, he was, as far as wrestling careers go, he had been around for a while, you know? So he was kind of old, but he was still very good. Yep. So then we, yeah, so we had the triple threat match for the IC Championship and the European Championship. Kurt Angle against Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho. Benoit won the Intercontinental Championship on the first fall, and then Chris Jericho won the second fall to become the European champ. I don't. I need to go back and watch this. This sounds like it'd be amazing. I, I do too. I I remember him being in the match, but I don't remember watching a whole lot in the match. Oh, it's been too many weeks. <laughs> so we had a triangle ladder too much match. Baseball not going on. Yes. Triangle ladder match for the, <laughs> for the World Tag Team Championship. Edge and Christian beat the Hardy Boys and the Dudleys. To become the new champ. So this is one. This was the the bar setting one, wasn't it? This is the one where he he speared Jeff Hardy off the. That was WrestleMania 2000, right? No. Oh, that was no. The, that was, was WrestleMania that 17. That was oh, the next okay. WrestleMania. Next year. So they started in 2000, but, and then a whole year later they did it again. Yeah, and totally blew it out of the water. Like, just totally blew the roof off the place. Like. That match, even though it's it would be considered one of the, like the crazy violence kind of matches, it was such a good storyline, and they told such a great story during the match that there's a reason why people hold that to such a high standard now. Yeah, and they're all crazy. So, <laughs> so we had a fatal four way <laughs> elimination match for the WWE Championship. So we had all the McMahons. Triple H was the champ. He had Stephanie <laughs> in his corner. He beat Big Show with Shane, The Rock with Vince, and Mick Foley had Linda McMahon. Triple H retained as the champion at the end of WrestleMania 2000. Not bad. And I think this is whenever Linda McMahon was in a wheelchair. Yes. And I'm supposed to be in like a catatonic state. And I mean, it was kind of ridiculous, to be honest. 
It really was. Because all of a sudden, she gets up out of her wheelchair very slowly. And it, Vince is shocked and goes over and kicks him in the nuts. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> very weird. Very weird. Why not? That's all we got. WrestleMania is covered. A little trivia. Check us out on all your podcast platforms. Find us on Twitter at Balls and Elbows. Anything else, boss? I'm going to throw my name in for new commissioner of Major League Baseball. Okay. You heard it here first. So so I'm going to start campaigning. I'm pretty sure it won't take much to to get him out of his seat, considering he doesn't like confrontation. <laughs> there you go. Boss is going to be new commissioner of the MLB because we need one. That's right. That's right. And then maybe All Jed right. Fisher will come on the show. You just got to be commissioner for that. Yeah, to happen. it's easy. Okay. Okay, cool. She's a Cardinals fan, do. right? So I'll, she'll she'll be on the show next week. I'll be commissioner by then. Okay. Well, heard that promise. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Anything else from you? Uh, no. I'm hungry. No, I haven't had spent. dinner yet. Same. Wait, I had dinner. Yeah, had them. Okay, still hungry. All right, you man. You haven't had second dinner. That's true. All right. <laughs> we gone. All right, we gone.